What's up, everyone? Welcome to Right Hook, Left Jaw. A lot going on in our country, a lot going on in our world as per usual. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? Yo, did you guys see what's going on with these doctors? Um, I think it's about 65 or so doctors. I don't know about exactly how many, but they say that they've treated um, up to 3,000 people with hydrochloroquine between them. They said that they've treated up to 3,000 people between them with hydro uh, with hydroxychloroquine for COVID, and they are calling it unequivocally a cure. One of the lead doctors, Simone Gold, she says unequivocally that this is a cure. She said, I know we've been hesitant to say it, but this is a cure, and these doctors are getting blasted, derided, celebrated, hailed. Uh, they're also backed by a... Uh, uh, GOP Tea Party group or something to that extent. So people are questioning the validity. What do you guys think about this stuff, man? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, Jordan, I'm going to make this real quick and I'm going to explain this back to you. Um, it, the the African-American doctor, her name was Dr. Stella. Dr. Stella Emanuel from Houston, Texas. Salute, H-Town. Yeah, one thing that concerns me a lot is that she was canceled and censored within about a couple of hours and I thought black voices mattered in this day and age. Mm. So I'm really, really wondering why she was canceled. I thought black lives and their voices matter so much at this time. Mm. But I guess you have to have, be a black liberal with a liberal leftist agenda um, to be appreciated right. um, <clears throat> and not be censored um, in this time. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Well, one thing quick, quickly. Well, go ahead, Jordan, I'll go after you. I won't forget this. No, no, I was just gonna say, I mean, I always think it's really interesting how like the media can go after someone so quick and like totally trash their character. And right. it seems like they only do that selectively with people who happen to, you know, be conservative or say something that doesn't align with the leftist ideology. But um, when they cancel people, it makes me want to know why are they trying to cancel that? And yep. I've, I've reposted something about hydroxychloroquine. I've been following this drug since March, since uh, different doctors have been talking about it. There was a doctor in New York who treated hundreds of people <clears throat> with it, combines with zinc and combined with a Z-pack, that it shows really great success. I know there's like entire countries who have adopted hydroxychloroquine as their standard of care for right. It only became controversial in America when Trump was like, we should look into this. It seems to be successful. And right. then everyone went crazy. Yeah. What's so interesting, Jordan, I wonder if Trump didn't say it and somebody else that fit, you know, the more leftist agenda or, you know, that side of the media said it, how the exact same cure or so-called cure would have been taken and uh, would it be... Uh, propagated and would it be spread rather than um, blasted and propagated against, um, you know, just because of the Trump disorder, um, you know, the Trump disease that people have. Yeah, that's a good point. And I want to encourage all conservatives who are on the front lines to use the uh, phrase fighting for these ideas in this warfare, war for ideas and ideologies uh, with their ideas in the marketplace to remember, don't let people move the goalposts because number one, Stella Emanuel, people, she has some spiritual views about demons in the spiritual realm and the metaphysical world that people found unconventional. Some people say it's laughable, but let's not forget that those on the other side believe men can get pregnant and men can have periods. 
So don't let people move the goalposts so much to act like, oh, here's somebody that believes something a little crazy. Yeah. As if there's not a bunch of crazy stuff up over there on the other side. Secondly, her medical practice is present now. She's a doctor. She's practicing. She says she's treated 350 um, patients more with diabetes, old age, and all of that. And she clapped back on someone who said, you know, her opinion is reckless and dangerous and irresponsible. She tweeted to them, um, I see you're in Queens. I got 350 alive. You got 5,000 dead in Queens. Mm. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty brawling. Strong, strong clapback. Let's not act like there's not dozens, if not hundreds, of other doctors who are saying the same thing as right. she. So they're honing in on one lady who happens to have some unorthodox spiritual opinions. You right. can think it how you want to. I mean, there's atheists who I think is a stupid opinion, and they get to be in charge of everything. So it's like, who cares? But there's so many doctors who've been saying the same thing as her. And you have to remember back in maybe April, um, there was the Democratic representative from the, the House of Representatives in Michigan, yep. Karen Whitsett. She is a Democrat. She said she yep. had her deathbed with COVID. She heard Trump talk about hydroxychloroquine. She asked her doctor if she could use it and it saved her life. And she yep. heard so many stories like that. So everyone who's like, we don't have the studies for it. I mean, right. okay. Well, people are dying now and, and right. doctors are saying it works. So what do you have to lose at the end of the day? Try it. It's a been FDA approved. It's been on its list of essential medicines for decades. And all decades. of a sudden people are like, it's so unsafe, but it's not because like uh, so many people in India, they take it prophylactically. They just take it all the time to guard against malaria. Right. Pregnant women can take it. And when you travel out of the country, they're probably going to prescribe it to you if you're going somewhere with malaria. So it's like, it's the, the thing about it being unsafe is kind of like a fake narrative. Obviously your doctor needs to prescribe it to you and in a, in the proper dosage, but you know, why do people want the pandemic to just keep going? Why don't they want anyone to talk about solutions for, you know, apparently the most dangerous, yeah. dangerous we, disease in the world, right? Yeah, why do we have to wait from a, a vaccine from Bill Gates and his wife who says that our African-Americans should be treated first? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, that, that agenda scares me. Yeah. You know, I thought that was strange also, what, what you mentioned, Jordan. The fact that there are so many doctors who came together and the headlines are like, Trump's doctor believes crazy things about oh, demons. Man. And I'm like, I'm like, it's like 65 of them now, all putting their name, faces, reputations, and practices Not on the line, though. Okay, let's just say she is crazy. She's still a medical doctor that practices every day that is saying the same thing as the other doctors. Yeah. It just seems so disingenuous. And again, for anybody watching, still on the fence about some of this stuff, I think, again, the way they respond to things that have to do with Trump tells you more about them than it does Trump. It's like, this is pe these are people who are saying, this is a cure mm -hmm. for something that is changing our very way of life. And people are like, oh yeah, I don't really know about that. Yeah. For, like you said, a harmless drug, has been on the market for decades. So super suspicious, super suspect. And it's turning out that Trump, I mean, listen, they say he's playing like 4D, 7D chess. I don't know. But he did recommend this drug that doctors are now putting their name and reputation on back in March. And, um, and also, like you said, there are other doctors who came out of the woodwork and say, listen, we have a cure. We've treated uh, uh, COVID with HCQ. So now the question becomes... What will be the implication if this has merit? Mm -hmm. What are the implications for those who fought against it and said it was reckless to recommend and all of that? Be interested to see how that goes. Yeah, and you just got to be careful. And we are all trying to be careful. Of like, how do you see this thing? Like, 
what makes you trust Google? What makes you trust YouTube and Facebook and all these um, outlets that instantly censored all of this quote misinformation? And if you want to go back to, you know, what a person believes, like, what does Bill Gates believe? What does Dr. Fossey believe? You know, he, he started off as a Catholic. He's a humanist now. Humanists are atheists. You know, he doesn't believe in an afterlife. He believes that happiness should happen here. You got to be desperate for the happiness here right now because you have nothing to look forward to. Like, there's so many different ideologies that people have. Mm-hmm. And to, for us to all jump and try to discredit credible doctors. No, these are actually practicing doctors just because of what um, you heard somebody believes. It makes me say, okay, have you researched everything that everybody believes as far as what you know the narrative that they're going with or the cures or whatever that you think they're going with have you searched dr fossey and what he believes Mm -hmm. probably not i'll add this there's a doctor on twitter his name is james todaro um you can follow him but anyway he uh did a tweet there's three big studies uh this month about hydroxychloroquine so people who are looking for evidence who are looking for facts about this drug there's been three different studies. One showed that there was a 99% outpatient survi- survival rate, that uh, the hydroxychloroquine reduces mortality by 50%. That's from Henry Ford. And um, just some other ones as well. So, I mean, you can go look up this doctor. You can look up actual studies about this drug. It's not just like they're just pulling it out of nowhere or that there hasn't been any studies done on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of implications if it turns out that this drug at the proper dosage combined with zinc and a z-pack is truly the successful treatment and that the media and the powers that be uh basically scared the world from using it um should they be held responsible uh do they have death on their hands um i don't know there's a lot to that but if you are a person who has been uh afraid fearful stuck up in your house for four months and you find out that there was a drug, a treatment that we knew about in March, hmm. and you could have been back to work. You could have right. had yeah. your life back. Um, you I would feel some type of way. Your business could have been saved. You could have attended uh, some family members' funerals that you haven't and been let's, And let's not uh, talk about all those who actually did die of COVID with this medicine just being around. Yeah. This, this, this is the big, this is going to be the one of the big, right. In addition to the virus itself, the uh, if, if this drug has the merits that these doctors are, are saying it does, then this is a, a bigger tragedy on top of that, that people died when they didn't have to, something that was sitting up in storehouses. Yeah, and, and you and you have to take it um, to a personal situation. Like, um, COVID hit my family, um, and I won't say the individuals who it hit, but it hit my personal family, my immediate family, and... Um, if this drug, you know, or this cure was available, I want that as an option. I don't want the media shutting it down just because it's something that Trump put on the table. So anything that that could be good that Trump put on the table, we we can't have access to because like they they don't only control the narrative. A lot of what they they control what's put in stores because a lot of time what's controlled in a narrative is what's going to stop something from getting into a store or stop having access to something. But you know, I'm open to you know, the very thought that maybe we don't need a drug at all. You know, like my whole family, all the individuals that caught it, we all recovered. Older people in my family, you know, hitting 60 years old, all recovered. So, um, but regardless of that, if you wanted to take the drug or not, at least given being given the option um, is something that should, you know, 
be plausible for us, but it can't be because again, the fight against Trump is just, is too much. I put, I made a Facebook stat the other day and some other people got mad at me. It's like, oh, you're defending Trump, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, the hate for Trump is just over the top. I think even if you're in the middle, I think even if you're on the left, some of you should agree that the hatred for Trump is over the top. It's a distraction from actually things that are potentially good for us. Mm -hmm. So president, the president of Brazil, uh, Bolsonaro, yeah. He said, to those who cheer against hydroxychloroquine but do not have alternatives, I regret to inform you that I am very well with its use. With the grace of God, I will live for a long time to come. And so this is, you know, around the world, people are saying this drug is showing promise. And I don't understand if a drug has never been, that's another thing, if it was an untested drug, mm -hmm. but it's a drug that's been around for decades, so it's very suspicious to me. And it should be very suspicious to you why a drug that was otherwise safe some of these doctors say that they give, some of the doctors on the frontline doctors of what they're calling themselves, they've given this drug and administered this drug for years in different circumstances and situations. And so they started to get suspicious when it was said that this medicine is now dangerous. And Dr. Simone Gold, uh, practicing emergency care physician, she says that this is a made up controversy because before 2020, there was zero controversy about this drug in the medical world. And that should make anybody right, left, libertarian, Democrat, whatever, that should make you upset uh, because they are manufacturing um, manufacturing uh, ideas around these things that really affect the American people in a real way. It's, this is not just semantics of, oh, you should have closed the border two days ago, how many people, this is like real deal help right now in the moment. And they're like, nah, we don't know about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it's nothing new though. There's there's many things that have been put on the table that because it comes from Trump, it's discredited, or because Trump even backs it, it's discredited, and right. it's not usable. It's not good for the American people. Um, it's sad, man. It's really really sad. Uh, we're being we're being held back uh, because of all the hate from Trump. Honestly. Yeah. Well, and another like uh, concerning thing about the drug is the fact that if you post about it, your post get taken down by yeah, your, your post got taken down this morning right yeah so i re i don't remember what i shared honestly about it this is the second time facebook has said you're sharing harmful information we want to redirect you to the organization where they they just debunk all these rumors and i'm like the irony that i'm being fact-checked by the world health organization who right. lied about the virus to the world right. for china who released it onto the world the irony that I'm being fact-checked by the World Health Organization, who Trump has now defunded to the tune of $450 million. Give me that. can't be trusted, but I can't post on Facebook. It's ridiculous. And yeah, it really is. And be concerned about censorship because we should be able to discuss more ideas, not less ideas. Why do you trust Facebook? Like, why, why do you trust Facebook controlling information? Right. So Facebook allows to be shared is what's right. It's yeah. what's credible research. Like, get you, out you, of here, you, you could post something super ratchet, sexual, disgusting, degrading to people, women, whatever, yeah. and that won't get checked or flagged or any of that. What they, what they allow on these platforms versus what they censor is very telling. And, and also, uh, let's keep in mind something on, what were you about to say, Micha? You look like you're about to say I'm sorry, did y'all see Tim Tebow get Twitter for sharing the, um, get censored on Twitter for sharing the gospel? No, I didn't see that, but there you go. Tim Tebow, y'all know Tim Tebow was like the, hey man, God is so good, you know, you right. need to just cry, like he's not no, he's not Paul Washer, you know right. what I'm saying? This isn't right. John MacArthur. 
you know, and on Twitter, it just happened two days ago, the gospel message was flagged as sensitive content. Wow. Come go. on. And these, and these are the people that we want to trust about medical information. And, and flagging and, it and saying that it's not credible. Okay. Yo, I, I was also to to be. Uh, I was also encouraged by the fact that the second day the doctors convened on the Supreme Court steps. Again, well, not the steps in front of the Supreme Court, just to give another, just to put their face out there to say, hey, we're here. Look us up. We're real doctors. Check our background. We're on the front lines for real, for real. And Dr. Simone Gold, I keep mentioning her name because she's another uh, person who stood out uh, with Dr. Stella Emanuel. She said, we're coming for you, big tech. Squarespace, the company that hosts websites and, you know, the yeah, Square, Square Square yeah. they took down her website <gasps> and said it violated the term. So, so she unequivocally is saying, we are coming for you, big tech. She said the First Amendment is for everybody. She said it's first for a reason. And they saying they're not yeah. going to take it lying down. And I, I would love to, I, I, I'm interested to see how this is going to go. I hope they get some backing in that regard because we need, you know what, and let's give, I want to give credit to some people you know, who I see that are usually like, you know, fiery radical for the left and all of the ideas, like they, stuff keep on popping up like this that makes them consider that something is wrong. Mm. And I see a lot of people like, okay, yeah. she was censored with the quickness. Right. It happened in the same night. Right. She was done. Usually it takes, you know, <laughs> a day or two. It took about 40 minutes, boom, you taken down, you yep. know, so. It was just, you know, people are waking up, man. People are still waking up. I think that does backfire because, like, I got censored and people are like, Jordan, I really want to see what you posted now. Right. And it always happens. Like, big tech never learns. You censor something and people just find another way to spread it because right. people are, like, drawn to, like, what is it that I'm not allowed to look at? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like, you know who else got censored? Donald Trump Jr. The president yes. got suspended from Twitter sharing these doctors' video. He didn't say like go take hydroxychloroquine. He just said this is interesting. This is another uh, a different perspective from the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. He got suspended off of Twitter. They they are censoring the president's son. Like they're going all in. And I honestly think so much of this has to do with the election right. because Trump has a oh, lot of the pandemic, man. Yeah, the like, okay, think about it. Think about it rationally. Like, there is a political party that is out of power right now. Okay, so who does it benefit the most for the economy to be in disarray and for people to be so unsettled and fearful at home and looking and what for change? Often? Yeah. You know, like, who does that benefit? And who happens to be the same political party that has like really intense lockdowns who doesn't want to go back to school? who doesn't want police to be able to like, you know, take down rioters. Just Most riots in their cities. Yeah, who's like actually saying that riots aren't happening and these are just like peaceful protesters. Like, come on people, I'm pretty sure if coronavirus- Democrats. If it doesn't uh, disappear before the election, I'm pretty sure like the day after the election, all of a sudden it's like, coronavirus is over. Go right. back to life. <laughs> right, right. It disgusts me. It disgusts me. I can't front. It just, it disgusts me. There's, I cannot trust it. And the way that I see it is the fact that they always, the Democrats we're talking about, just advance themselves off of panic, advance themselves off of fear. Right. It's just weak to me, man. I'm not teaching my kids to be fearful. I'm telling them like, yo, we got faith in Christ. We're going to be responsible, but we're, we're handling business still. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm pretty sure they probably tell their kids that. 
You know, I don't, they're probably not down in their own personal lives. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, man. I don't know. I ain't gonna get and, and, and listen, and I have to say, Republicans do it, too. They play on the fears of other people, too. Like, you know, to, to get – listen, and some things it's are politics. warranted. Some, some fears are warranted. But I think, number one, you're always going to deal with the difference in the philosophies of solving the problem. But, yeah, I see Republicans do it, too. So much so – that they have sometimes people support Trump to the point where Trump can do something unconstitutional that's not good. And people be like, yeah, he's just doing that because, you know, so I would encourage everybody to be true to their values. I, one of the best things I think that uh, Ben Shapiro said was that uh, people play politics like it's team sports, but it's not. It's principle. It's values. Yeah. And when somebody on your side goes against your value, you should be able to say it just as quick as you pointed out in the other camp. But yeah, but at this point in time, where we are right now with the current climate, there is definitely one political party using fear to, uh, it seems like they're using fear to cause people to do what they want. And right now, in the current climate, it just happens to be the Democrats right yeah, now. And, and, and I'm glad you bring that balance to it, because it's very true, Ross, what you're saying. Politics, politics muddy waters. Um, I don't particularly trust Republicans more than Democrats. I do trust the ideology, though, more that comes and that is espoused from Republican right. conservatism than it is Democrats liberalism. 100%. But where I'm at with it is because I am a black male who mm -hmm. is 31 years old with a mm -hmm. wife and four children, I mm -hmm. feel the effect of the, the what I say, the mental attacks from the Democrats every single day. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a man with a family. <laughs> that's told I'm supposed to be scared because all my family is going to be wiped out and die from the coronavirus. And at the same time, I'm a black man. I should fear for my life and all my kids' life because when we go outside, we're going to get shot by a police officer. Like, it's just too much victimhood fed to me every single day. And don't, and don't, forget, don't forget bleach and rope while you're walking through inner cities. Facts. You know what I'm saying? In the blistering negative five degrees. Right, in the polar vortex, you might get, you know, try, somebody might try to lynch you with a mega hat. Yeah, and it, we're, we're laughing about it, but it's really, it's not funny. It's not funny. People, I talk to people almost on a daily basis who literally are afraid to go outside. And these are grown men. These are grown men. These are these are grown men. Some of them rollick and buff. They're scared to go outside because they're gonna die from the coronavirus, or because a police officer gonna shoot them for doing nothing. Just right, because outside right. and being a black man. But oh my goodness, so 2020, man. So, so Jordan, what's going on with this AG Bar hearing? I watched a good amount of it. That joint would look like a straight clown show circus, comedy. and it looked like they couldn't really couldn't control them. So I don't, I don't know if they thought walked away thinking that was like a good look for them or what. So what, what's going on with the with the hearing with Barr? What was he there for? What's the deal? So, okay, Attorney General William Barr, uh, the House Judicial Committee has been inviting him for like. A long time to come they just keep saying we need you to come and tell us you know what you're doing with the justice department in our country blah 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 right so it had been put off because of coronavirus so it happened um this week and um it was it was unhinged i mean that's all i can say about it because you know he's usually in a hearing like this you ask that your guest a question and they're allowed to respond and tell you like, so tell us what the Justice Department is doing about rights. Tell us what they're doing with police brutality, blah, blah, blah. They didn't allow him to speak. I mean, it almost seemed like all the Democrats on the Judicial Committee had coordinated 
their yeah. responses because the minute they would ask him something and he would go to respond, they're like, reclaiming, reclaiming my time. My time. Yeah, there's like all these uh, like mixes of the <laughs> like mid compilation videos of all yeah, like up, yeah. That's yeah. the most used, used phrase in those type of meetings. I'm reclaiming my time. They all say it all the time. And it yeah. was so embarrassing. I mean, it was probably six hours of these people like yelling at him, accusing him of being Trump's henchman. Just the disrespect on display was, yeah. was yeah. crazy. Like whether you like, you know, Trump or his politics or not, you're supposed to be a governing body who's a rational individuals who've been elected and put into leadership. And we're asking you to do a job for the American people. And you can't even allow this man to speak without screaming right. at him. It right. was, it was crazy. And I just wonder like, if you're a person who's in the center who hasn't really decided right or left and you're watching that, like, is that a good look? Like, are you wanting to now align yourself with the democratic party? I just feel like they, they continue to just double down on crazy. I always wonder if they're going to just like correct course and they never do. They just go even crazier. It's so it, weird. It might be a good look for some, you know, the, the, the culture, you know, that has, you know, gone into many cultures in the sense of, you know, put them on blast, fire, flame them. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people look at that stuff and they'll look at, you know, bar and they're like, oh, he's getting roasted and he's being flamed. All right, um, they're doing it for the look, right? Yeah, bar was laughing. Like, I don't know how much y'all watched of it, but a lot of it that I watched, like, he didn't even know how to respond. It was so ridiculous. You know how, you know how, like, you know, people are, like, you know, trying to say something or you're on, on Facebook debating and somebody, like, is accusing you of something so outlandish that yeah. you laugh? This is a serious matter, but I'm laughing because this is outlandish. Right. I saw a lot of that. Um, it was just, it was craziness to me. So I got a question for you, Jordan. What would you say to someone who say that they don't like Trump, who says that they don't like Trump for the very same reasons? Is that because he breaks rank with traditional decorum of what a president is supposed to be like, talk like, he insults people, he always uh, never admits when he's wrong. What about, what about someone who could say that Trump is the one who brought that to the party? I want to answer that after Jordan too. Go ahead, Meech, go ahead, because you want me to I don't and by party, I mean, I don't mean Democrat, Republican. I mean, to the sphere of politics, he was the one who brought some of that uh, unorthodox down to earth. I'm going to say what I want, whatever. I'm going to dismiss you, disrespect you, no matter what. What would you say to that? I see it a little differently because I see, I don't see him doing it like that. Like, to that level. I mean, I feel like a lot of times his is a response to people, whether it's good or bad. But when he sits down with people, I don't see him automatically like going for the jugular and just that's true. That's a good point. You know, I that's true. Like he's willing yeah. to work with people on both sides. And it's usually as a response to the insanity and the gotcha stuff that they throw at him that he's just like, whatever, you know. So I see it a little bit. Hey, hey, listen, I have to say, speaking of working with people, shout out to President Trump for working with um, Governor Cuomo in New York for getting Kodak. They're going to be printing, what are they going to be making? Um, medicine? What are they going to be doing? Pharmaceuticals. So, yeah, so, you know, he, he does get things done. I wonder how that goes, like, because they're, like, warring on TV sometimes. I, I would say, yeah, it's funny how their process goes. They take shots at each other on Twitter, they're, they're, <laughs> right. and then they come together to still do something. Um right. I think that's a good thing, though, because I think that's reality. I think that's the only way that I can really work. 
um, when we talk about, you know, bipartisan or working together, like that's the only way that it can work because the two opposite sides are so different in the way that they approach almost everything. But to try to answer your question, Voss, right. um, about and, and, Trump. I'm, I'm sorry, Jordan, were you finished? Because I cut Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, like, I'm good. Go ahead, go ahead. No, you sure? Yeah, I'm good. All right, all right. So the way I look at it, um, I think Trump is very unconventional. Um, he's the type of dude that uh, does what he wants to some degree, says what he wants. And I do believe that there is something that he should receive criticism from, from both sides. Um, if just my personal opinion, if we're going to criticize, you know, Democrats or anybody for, you know, being a certain way, not holding up to whatever dignity is supposed to be there, then um, I think that should be held to Trump as well. Um, of course, there's context to it. I, of course, I see a lot of times Trump is just like when people come at me and it's just like if I'm in a press conference and people are like, you know, uh, you hate your own skin. You're a black person that hates black people. I'm probably going to be like, <laughs> right. no dog. I want to smack you like right. you sound so dumb. Right. So right. he is put in that position a lot. A lot. A a lot. lot. That, that, that's very but, true. They, they, they talk very like, well, so yeah. what do you think? Like, how many Americans do you care about dying or something? <laughs> like, But yes, but I think his Twitter, if anything, indicts him um, more than um, his public uh, representation <laughs> right. of himself when he's speaking. His Twitter, you go through that thing and you can have a filled <laughs> a fill, right. fill day on there. And, right. uh, and then if you take his, um, uh, his uh, previous one, uh, President Obama, he's very different. And I see people, and this is actually a criticism to some people, I, I, I see people take uh, way less, um, especially talking about Christians, take things that are way worse in value. They mm -hmm. take it because it's presented in a way more dignified way from mm -hmm. Obama. And I think that's problematic as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. King Face said that. King Face said Obama was smooth. He was a yeah. smooth criminal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was smooth. That's he was true. Smooth. I will agree with you. He gets himself in trouble. He doesn't do himself any favors with a lot of his tweets. But interestingly enough, he actually said in an interview this week that he regrets some of his tweets. So <laughs> there is some remorse uh, there from President Trump. Uh oh, uh oh. Have done uh -oh. that. Remorse from the white 50 cent. Look yeah. at Get the baptismal pool ready. So he's like, uh, yeah, my bad. my bad. So. Oh, I respect it. Oh. Don Trizzo is growing. I like it. I love to see it. Uh, yeah. And what's, well, yeah, what's funny is you look at Obama, who's like never really had really an unhinged moment. Not right. really. That's not reality, y'all. That's not, that's right. not reality. Like in real life, people, people become unhinged at times. Like, right. I, you know, I don't, I don't co-sign or, 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 you know, some of the bad behavior by Trump, but yeah. hey man, a lot of people got a lot of respect for 50 Cent, for Snoop Dogg when they say whatever's on their mind. Right. Uh, I think that the, the political office to some degree um, is overhyped in the dignity you know, that is supposed to hold, um, you know, you're dignified while you're passing the most ridiculous things that affect my children, mm. back all types of killings, killings of babies and then blah, 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 full-term abortion. You want to talk to me about dignity, mm. uh, you know, so I'm not really with that. So good point. Interesting discussion. Yeah. Right. It's a good point. We bring that up too, that people actually pass things that are egregious and evil and wicked with the same dignity and quote unquote decorum that we're looking for from a politician while they say, here, we're putting um, drag queens in your kids' um, kindergarten class. Yeah, right. With dignity. 
yeah, babies don't have any rights. But I say it dignified. They don't have any rights. And Fair you enough. Wanna, you want to rip them apart, right. even at nine months, a woman has a right to do that. It's her body. Right. So, Not yeah, so that's right. So when Trump gets up and says, rights come from God, we will never bow to socialism, <laughs> our precious babies, gifts from God, I'm like, yeah. Trump is the hero. I dig it. I respect yeah. it. And even, and even if you don't believe that he believes it, I get that. I understand that. People are like, oh, how many, how many abortions have Trump had in his life? Right. Listen, y'all, we can always have a conversation, but that's why you have to learn how, to some degree, separate the actual values that are being espoused from the person. If not, you'll always deal with exactly what we're talking about. People yeah. that can tell you very nicely to kill your child even up to nine months mm. in the womb, right before they come out. Mm. You know, so... You got to be careful. Yeah, very good. And God, you know, God throughout, you know, the Bible used ungodly kings to actually guard the safety of the Israelite people or to um, guard their religious freedom and all that kind of stuff. So like Trump, whether he believes half the stuff that he is defending for the church and for life. At the same time, he's doing good for Christians. Right. So God, God, this is no like new thing for God to use the foolish thing to confound the wise, the foolish king, the ungodly king to guard the people of God in a way, you know, and a lot of people think about Trump like a King Cyrus. Um, and I want to kind of like read more about Cyrus and see if I agree with that. But I've heard a lot of people say they feel like Trump is sort of like a Cyrus. And so. I don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah. God, God, use, God uses people for his purposes. Now, of course, we have to, I believe we have to be discerning because we don't always know what the purposes of God are. You know, the people, you know, you talk about uh, when God chooses someone, my next question is always, well, chooses for what? You know, because people think, you know, the Jews are the chosen people. I'm like, well, yeah, but chosen for what? Chosen to bring salvation to the rest of the world. Chosen why? He said, well, he, he didn't chose them because, choose them because of their own righteousness. He said, because they're stiff-necked and wicked people. It's actually nothing special about them. That's why he chose them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the context matters. But God definitely uses who he uses and chooses who he chooses for his own ends. I believe it says he blessed Pharaoh uh, for the sake of Joseph, you know. So we never know what's going on. Uh, but, um, yeah. you know, we look at the fruit. Uh, I like what I see from this president. Yeah, and that's why left or right, you can never get totally lost in this political sphere. God is at work throughout all of this. You right. know, that's why for me, you know, you, I'm very careful when I talk about, at this point in my life, you know, when I talk about these leaders, you know what I'm saying? From Trump to Obama. And mm -hmm. I'm somebody who adamantly hates so much that o Obama brought, you know what I'm saying? But listen, man, the Lord uses, you don't think the Lord was using Obama in a sense? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like whether you think it's righteous or wicked, like the Lord is sovereign. You know what I'm saying? Like the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Like, come on, like, you know, if we really want to go there, you know, we, we got to stay trustful of the Lord and his plan. Also understanding that we will not always know or understand his plan, um, but all things will be revealed at a time. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So what's up with Kanye West trying to run for president on the 2020 ticket? <laughs> I should be his vice. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Listen, listen, you could be the Pence to his Trump, bro. Yo, what's good? Kanye. You know what I'm I actually think, isn't he, didn't he cho choose like a a, pa a female pastor from Wyoming as like his vice president or something? Did he? Oh, I didn't hear about that. I didn't know that. Really? I, I think so. But um, 
man, Kanye is such an interesting person. I hope they're not trying to MK Ultra him again. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. She just said that like that. <laughs> Yo, so, so, you know, he said that um, he did, I guess, the first rally for his presidential campaign. He also, oh, listen, I also heard some audio where he says, dang, I wish we'd had this. We got to start bringing flying audio clips in and stuff like that when we do this. But yeah. he said something to the effect of, like, it's going to be either Trump or me. Basically saying he's standing in the way of Biden. Yeah. And, and he's trying to, like, really make sure that, you know, Biden ain't going to be president. And so... And then again, like, I don't always, I, I, I don't feel like I look for things to uh, make people sound lucid and clear when I don't believe it. Like, if I like you, I'm not just going to try to defend your words just because I like you. I don't have a problem disagreeing with people I like and respect. So Kanye West said, uh, just like the slavery was a choice, he said Harriet Tubman didn't really free the slaves. Yeah. Um, he, she, she, uh, they just went to work for more white people. And people went crazy, yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I, in my mind, I got, I got, you know, you guys know the group, the rap group, the Ghetto Boys. Yep. I got blocked by Willie D from the Ghetto Boys. Yeah, Willie D saw that. <laughs> he was clowning Kanye, and and one thing I said was, here, here was my thoughts. I said, uh, I said Dame Dash, who we know Kanye is partly from his school, would say that if you're not an owner, you're a slave. That's why he seems to be equating slavery to work. And I was like, this hip hop culture is so dense. It's like, we can't really imagine a world where Kanye sees um, not owning as being a slave when he has a $1 billion company that he owns full control over. I don't even think Diddy and Jay-Z fully own title or revolt. So we're talking about someone who is absolutely free in the corporate sense more than he has ever been. And um, I said, you really couldn't imagine a universe where this makes any sense given how into ownership Kanye is and how much he's been telling people to buy land because America is for sale. And, and Willie D says something to the effect of, his kids don't stand a chance. Because basically the mindset Kanye has. Well, let's just remember Yeezy's a $1 billion company. Kanye West owns it completely. He also owns two ranches in Wyoming, including the 9,000 uh, acre Monster Lake Ranch, which totals 9,000 acres. Half of the 9K he owns, the other half he leases from the government. If, which he, if he has livestock on it, he's probably getting a tremendous tax break. The other ranch he purchased in Wyoming is called the Bighorn Mountain Ranch, 6,713 acres. But yeah, Kanye's the one not to listen to. It's like, I'm not saying that some things he says aren't crazy or weird or bugged out, but it's, it's almost like once people are tuned into a frequency with someone, once they've labeled you something, Everything you say is filtered through that. They, they'll never, they'll never come back and say, "Well, Kanye's a little crazy to me, but I like that or I can see that." So I'm still in Kanye's corner. Uh, people say that Kanye needs uh, uh, help. I wouldn't say that he doesn't, but I would also say that um, this is just my personal opinion. Kanye opened himself up to a lot spiritually with his own words. Kanye would invite spirits and demons and say things that were so blasphemous in his uh, previous season of making music that I would not be surprised if there is a real fight for his soul and for his mind. In the Bible, we know these things are spiritual. We know, you know, even with this Dr. Stella, we see physical ailments in scripture connected to um, spiritual conditions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just not so quick to cast Kanye out, uh, even when he does bugged out stuff, because I would imagine that what he opened himself, with what he opened himself up to by his own words, you know, talking about demons and the afterlife and all this spiritual wickedness and this dark stuff, I would imagine that there is incredible, an incredibly uh, strong fight for his mind and his his soul. Absolutely.
And I think too, like if we've learned any lesson from how we've seen people lie on Donald Trump for the last three and a half years and how they totally twist the things that he says, I think, I mean, I think let's take a lesson from that because they did the same thing with Kanye in his most recent um, rally that he had in South Carolina. They took that part that he talked about Harriet Tubman and totally like left out the whole context of it. Right. Just yeah. to paint him as a crazy person. Yeah. Right. And, and how, about, how about the fact he was ranting against abortion and killing your own children in it? Was, yeah. was not covered. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they selectively choose things about people to paint them in a certain way, knowing that most people aren't going to take the time to really look into the full speech or the mm. full thing that they said or their full, uh, you know, portfolio of work or whatever mm -hmm. and just be like, oh, that person's crazy. Don't listen to them anymore. Right. And you miss out a, on a lot by doing that because no one is um, perfect, but no one is like, you know, one thing. People are so multifaceted and you can gain a lot from a person like Kanye who, yes, I do think that he has some probably some mental health stuff going on. But at the same time, some of those things that can be a detriment to him have also probably fueled his genius in a lot of ways, right? So um, I don't think that you should discount people just when they say something a little bit crazy. I think there's always something deeper there and you should probably look into it. Maybe you can benefit from the duality of that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the thing for me, Kanye's words are actually consistent um, with what he's always thought and what most people have always espoused from hip hop. Uh, Kanye said, and all falls down. And for that paper, look how low we'll stoop. Even if you in a binge, you still a nigga in a coupe. Jay-Z drops an entire album, 444, talking about blind the block, how we don't own anything. He came out with a song called Still Nigga. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what, mm -hmm. and a lot of it has to do because we're still in a space where we don't own anything, specifically talking to African-Americans. Right. We're still enslaved. Mm -hmm. This is regular jargon within the hip hop sphere. So for all these people who are into hip hop and understand a lot of the ideology that is that comes from hip hop, for you just to totally discredit Kanye, act like you've never heard anything like this before, right. is disingenuous or is just foolish. I mean, right. you can't correlate, make the connection, but with him talking about Harriet Tubman, it's not that she didn't make a better situation for the slaves open it up break it down in its context we want to get deep with so many other things but with so with with other things that we automatically are buying into a narrative and casting people off we don't want to break nothing down it's just yeah. what we see right there I, I find it to be shallow disingenuous and whack it's garbage we're not giving kanye a free uh, uh, uh we're not giving him a chance man we're not giving him a chance anymore especially a lot of black christians i see discounting him i'm throwing them out I'm um, making funny jokes. Kanye need to get back on his pills. Um, memes about him not being on his meds. But like, then we want to talk about black mental health. So like, what is it? You know, it's just, it's madness. That's an interesting thing too, because, because I mean, I, I personally think that, um, again, you know, I think the mental health conversation, like everything, a lot, a lot of what seems clinical. Yeah. I, I be, uh, huh? Are you saying it's spiritual? A lot of it is spiritual? No, I'm saying a lot of it is like super victim-y, like put, oh, yeah. put bubble wrap on, cater to people, tell me your feelings and all of that. I think there's a place for that, but where are all people that are on that stuff all the time? 
Mm. Right? Where are all the mental health advocates? We need to be able to discuss mental yeah. health. We need to, why is the culture so why is the culture so quick to disrespect and downplay and treat him some type of way? Because he has a political and philosophical ideology that people yep. don't and like. And he backs Trump he at backs one point. Trump, so that goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're compassionate for people with mental health, then now is the time. Mm-hmm. Say, Pritch, pray for Kanye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Trump 2020. So, and pray for yeah, Trump. So. <laughs> and yeah. pray for Trump. Trump 2020. Yeah. Yeah, because I pray it, for Obama. So, you pray for Trump, too. Uh, yeah. It's just so interesting how, you know, we're uh, programmed uh, to choose sides and we all need to be checking ourselves and make sure that we're not leaning um, a certain way blindly as well. Uh, but I believe that the, the group of people that I walk with are the most woke, if we're going to give use that term, are the most woke people that I know. Um, and a lot of people are just asleep. And you can see, by the way, that they treat people like Kanye, like, yeah, you sleep. You sleep, you know, want to talk about, want to talk about mental health. And I mean, I I, I just made the point again, but I just got to make it again. I follow a lot of people. I don't unfriend people. I don't unfollow people. So I see all of the madness and it's just like black mental health matters so much. And we need to start having a conversation about strong black men opening up about mental awareness. Kanye, we crucify him Mm. and, and literally troll his mental illness. We ain't serious, man. We play too much, man. Yeah. We play too much. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. I have a Bible verse to read. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get okay. it. So I was reading in Psalm 37 yesterday, and uh, I just thought that this was, like, really timely. So uh, verse 7, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance, but the Lord just laughs for he sees their day of judgment coming. And uh, that's just maybe an encouragement to people who are looking around at the world like, this is crazy. It seems like all these evil people are winning. And, you know, God's just on his throne just laughing because he's like, I got this. And so if you're counted among the godly and the righteous with, uh, you know, your belief in Jesus, then it's all going to work out for you. It's all going to work out. And God is in control. Amen. Yeah, that was, that was good. My closing thoughts, you see the shirt, it says edify. Make sure you edify somebody today. All the words that we speak, uh, make sure they're in, in edification or for the goal of edification. And sometimes you're going to have to, you know, sometimes it ain't always going to look sweet. When Jesus, best believe when Jesus was knocking down tables, he was edifying them. And I'm not saying we Jesus and we got the license to do that. I'm just saying, like, let's, let's be careful to always um, have the goal um, to not just be tearing people down, but to be building people up, even if it gets in this nasty political war zone um, sphere that we're in. Um, try to do it the best that you can. And don't let people gaslight you and get you off your square. That's why you got to be prayerful. That's why you got to be vigilant so you can be persuaded and convinced in your own mind. Don't be stubborn. Don't be pigheaded. Listen, somebody said I had a, somebody yesterday said you are, you're a closed minded person. I said, I'm definitely closed minded, but it's not locked. You just ain't got the keys. I don't open up for everybody. I have enough people. I have enough people who present me with information and challenges 
to make me reconsider everything that I believe and stand for. So when you come up off the street and try to just hit me with something, you got to get up early, you got to come better. So don't be knocked off your square. If God is stirring something in your spirit about anything, pray for wisdom and trust that the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth concerning all things. And fight the good fight. Yes. God bless y'all. Right hook, left jaw. <laughs>